0: Nhưng khi nhóm khuyên phía phây khá lá, nâng tay chưa Dodge put the mock diamond a man. To slunk Hey, I see, see a
1: Welcome guys, my name is Eddie and I wanna share God's heart for you about your trials today. So whoever you are, whatever you're doing right now, I ask you, take time and think about what is God doing in your life right now that you need? Because God is with you, waiting for you to trust Him. And I can't wait for you to hear this message. So turn up the volume and let's get to it. I got a question for you. Have you ever had someone in your life that has faced an addiction before? I was 23 years old and I adopted or took custody of a 14-year-old boy. He was having trouble in school and he didn't know what to do. And his mom was his only family and she was getting sick, sicker and sicker. And so she came to me and asked me, as the youth pastor of a church, she said, can you please take care of my son? And I didn't know what else to do and I cared about him so much. And I thought, but he struggles with drugs and I don't know if I can do this. So I agreed to take him into my home, knowing that it would be a hard job. So I went to other people and I asked them, hey, what do you do with an addict in your home? Because I've never experienced this before. And they gave me lots of, lots of advice, and I followed it as best I could. The first month he moved in, everything was going really great. You know, he, he did his homework. He helped me cook food. He cleaned up after himself. It was like, I just thought, wow, this is amazing. I have the cure. Moving in my house cures the addiction. But then a month later, I came home, and he started to get quiet. He stopped helping me with the food. He stopped, he started missing some days to his school and I knew something was wrong. And one night I walked in and God spoke to my heart and told me to walk into his room and pick up a statue that he had on his desk. And he was in the room doing his homework and I walked in and I picked up the statue. And when I picked it up, I found drugs and he looked at me. And he denied it. He said, no, those are not mine. Those are someone else's. I don't know who put them in my room. They're not mine. And I just asked him, who who would do this? And after a little bit of arguing, he then started crying. I can't help it. I can't control myself. I'm addicted to these drugs. I don't know what to do. I want to stop. I want help. So I said, okay, let's get help. We made a commitment to each other that we are no longer going to use the drugs in the house or have any drugs in the house. And that we we're going to start getting counseling and going to classes a- and a class groups for him. And another month went by. And again, things got better. But then suddenly, it got bad again. I walked into the house. It was like instant. There was people in my home, and he was selling drugs to them inside my house. And at that moment, I knew he's out of control. He cannot control himself and he needs to go into a drug rehabilitation because it cannot stop until he gets really sick and things go really bad. If you have ever experienced someone in your life struggling with addiction, or if you have struggled with addiction, you know how hard it is to face addiction. And this is what we're gonna talk about tonight is where did this addictions come from? Why does this happen? And I, and I remember um, he was in my house when he was crying when I caught him selling drugs. He would cry over and over, why can't I control this? Why can't I control this? And we talked for a long time and he said, you know, there's two reasons I'm an addict. Two reasons, either one, I didn't, I, I, I am bored and I want an experience. Or two, I want to escape my pain and my trouble. Have you ever felt that way? You know, I, I, I don't, I want to, I'm bored. I want to try something new and maybe something that's bad, but I want to try it anyways to see what it's like. Or two, I have a lot of trouble in my life and I want to get rid of it. And I want to feel something else. It happens to us way before we're an addict, right? It happens to us, right? It could happen to anyone right now. In fact, I'm only a few bad decisions, like two bad decisions away from becoming an, a drug addict or an alcoholic, or any other addiction in my life, gambling. I'm only two, we are only two bad decisions. It doesn't matter who you are and who you think you are. You're only two wrong decisions away from having a life struggling with addiction at any time. Why does this happen? Is because we have to face our trials. Either the trial is I'm bored and I need to have a passion that's healthy in my life or I have the trial of, there's a, of, I don't feel good and I need to fix this somehow. We all face trials. How are you gonna face your trials? Are you gonna become an addict? Are you gonna become a victim where you blame other people for your problems and say, it's their fault, I'm this way. It's his fault, I use drugs. It's this fault, I have gambling addiction. Are you gonna blame other people and be a victim? Or are you going to become somebody that finds the triumph in your trials? Because addiction is real and it happens to us all if we're not careful with who we trust. God's desire is that we will take our trials that we face, our problems we face, and turn to the trials into triumph through trusting Jesus Christ. That's simple. God's desire. He came to us as a man named Jesus died on a cross saying, I take all the sins for you and your trials and your problems so that you can have a triumph so that you can face all of these things. When we try to fill our lives with the wrong answer, we get the wrong addiction. You know, there's a problem right now in Cambodia called COVID. Have you ever heard of this before? (laughs) Have you heard of it? It's Corona, some people call it Corona. Don't confuse it with the beer. Corona, the virus, COVID. And if you've ever had COVID or you know someone with COVID, it affects your breathing. Imagine this, you go to a hospital and you tell the doctor, hey, I have Corona. I have COVID, I need help. And the doctor says, oh, you have COVID? Oh, you need to put on a mask. Okay, makes sense, but I still have Corona. I still have COVID. It didn't cure me. What do I do? Oh, the doctor says, oh, you need to put on another mask. You say, hey, but I have COVID. I, I can't breathe so well. My breathing's not good. Oh, the doctor says, oh, you need another mask to put on you. Oh, but I, I, I have Corona. I don't feel good. The doctor says, oh, put on another mask. Oh, but I have Corona. I don't feel so good. Oh, you should put on a mask. That's a good idea. Put on another mask. And when you have Corona and you can't breathe and you're getting the wrong medicine and they're just telling you to put masks on, it doesn't help you. But what you need is, is you need oxygen and medicine that will help you cure the COVID. This is the same way when we have trials and we choose anything but Jesus. We get the wrong action, we get the wrong medicine for our spirit. When you trust the wrong thing for your trials, you get an unhealthy addiction. But when you trust the right God with your problems, you get a passion that gives you life to the full. And that's why we're talking about turning trials into triumph. That's why it's possible, guys, that you can take your problems and see God do miracles and make it into a story of triumph in our lives. I've experienced this over and over and over. And you know what? No matter how many times, I've had a trial, I still have to come back to, oh yeah, I need to remember, I got to trust God right now. Just because you had one triumph with God in your life doesn't mean you're done. It's every trial in our life, we need to come back to God, every time. As soon as we stop, we get the unhealthy addictions. So when we're turning trials into triumph, the first thing you need to remember to come to Him each time is God is with us in our trials. Isn't that good to know? That's why God came to us as, the, as Jesus, because he wanted to tell us, hey, I'm with you. I'm with you when it's bad. I'm with you when you're tempted to face these problems with an addiction instead of with me. I'm, God is with us right there. Isn't that comforting to know God is with you? I mean, you guys all face stuff like I do. And you feel so alone in that moment. But no matter how alone you feel, when you have nobody else with you and you feel like everyone's against you, God is with you in that trial. In fact, Paul, who faced a lot of trials, this guy was rejected by all of his friends when he became a Christian. And the Christians didn't like him because he used to kill them. And Paul said this about the trials when you face them. He said, God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, not if, but when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Awesome. There's no question you're going to face a trial. No question. Even, I would even say if you haven't faced one this week, you probably just don't realize it. Almost every day we face challenges and trials. And God, Paul is saying, hey, when you face trials, God is able to help you endure. He doesn't take it away from you, but he helps you endure it. When I read this, I asked the Holy Spirit, I asked God, God, what does this mean for people in Seam Reap? And God showed me this picture that my friend took of me this week. It's of me and my son. And God said, if your son was sick, what would you do? And I said, I would sit next to him. I would listen to every noise he makes. I would get every good medicine I could. I would do anything I could to show him how to be healthy and strong. And God said, that's the same thing I want to do for people in Siem Reap. Whether you're a foreigner or Cambodian, American or Austrian, Swiss or German, God wants you to trust him like this. He's with you. Trust him like a father. He's with you. Trust him with the answers. He's with you. Don't try to figure it out yourself. First just have peace knowing, okay, I can breathe. God's with me. I still have He's holding my life together. He's giving me his holy spirit inside me. If I ask the holy his spirit to come, he's there. As soon as I think, not even talk, as soon as I think He's listening. God is with you in the trial. It may not feel like it. In fact, it usually feels like He's not there. But you know what? God's got big shoulders. He's a strong God. He can handle you telling Him and getting mad at Him about things in your life. I have some personal trials in my life with work and other things. And whenever I come to God, I complain and I am angry and upset. And He just takes it and says, Eddie, I'm listening. Keep talking, I'm with you. Eddie, I'm listening, keep talking, I'm with you. God is with you guys. God is with you in these trials. Just like a father loves the son, God is with you. The next thing is when you're facing your trials is that trials are then opportunities for miracles. We cannot have a miracle in our lives without a trial. It's impossible. In fact, you can't have a testimony without the test. There is no way you can get the blessing of God without going through the pain to get there. That's part of the story. That's part of our lives. The world is a broken place. We had somebody in our live chat last week ask, why is the world so bad? Because the world is broken. Since the sin came in, its state is broken. And when you're broken, you hurt things. The world is broken, so it hurts us. People are broken, so we hurt each other. And that's the state we're in. And when we get broken and hurt by other people, know that that moment of being hurt and broken by the world or by others is a chance for God to do a miracle in our lives. Amazing! God wants to take the broken things in this world and make them into miracles. Instead of being a victim and blaming, oh, the world is so messed up. Oh, the government's so messed up. Oh, the church, the pastor, the, the, the people in my life, the friendships I have. Oh, the worship team. Blaming other people for all these things doesn't do any good. Instead, take your trial and realize, hey, this could be the miracle story that is amazing and powerful for my life and other people. Think about your trial right now and realize it could be a miracle. Your trial you have right now could be the best story of your life. Have you thought about that? The trial you have right now could be the best story you'll ever gonna share in your entire life. So hold on and say, God, I'm giving it to you. You're with me, I'm trusting you. There was two men in the Bible that came to Jesus. And they said they both had a disease called leprosy. Leprosy is worse than Corona by far. There's no cure for it. And it eats your body parts away from from yourself. It's not so common today, but we still have some cases where people get leprosy. But in this time of Jesus, it was very common. And when someone had leprosy, it was like we treat COVID today. You send the people away. You can't even touch them. You don't go close to them because you're scared you might get it from them. And there was these two men that had leprosy and they came to Jesus. And when they came to him, they said, oh man, he's God. He can do miracles. But one of the men said, no, it's not possible. I'm a victim. I don't, care. I don't want to take this God. And he didn't go to Jesus. The other man decided with leprosy, decided I'm going to go to God and see what God can do with my trial. And when he came to Jesus, he said, Jesus, please help me. I, I want to get healed. I want to get healed. If you are willing, Jesus, if you are willing to help me, please help me. Have you ever felt like that? Your trial is so bad, you feel like God won't help me. But God, if you're willing, please, please help me, God. Have you felt like that before? Like God isn't going to help me? That kind of faith? Guys, it's Okay. This man with leprosy came to Jesus and said, Jesus, if you're willing, can you please help me and heal my leprosy? And then Jesus says this, this is what Jesus did. He reached out his hand and touched the man. I'm willing, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. I love this about Jesus. When everyone else runs away from the sick people, Jesus reaches out, and touches them. When everyone else is scared, Jesus says, has no fear and says, hey, I'm different. I'm standing here to be here for you. I love that about Jesus because he does that for us today. He's with us, helping us. And then Jesus said this very powerful word. Did you catch it? He said, I am willing. If you ever wonder, is God willing to help me? Read this passage in 5.13 of Luke. I am willing. In fact, say it over yourself right now. God's speaking to you. Just listen to this. Think of your trial. And God's saying, I am willing. I am willing to help you is what Jesus says to your trial. He is willing to help you. When you ask God for help, He takes the panic and He turns it into peace. Peace. He takes the problem and turns it into a solution. He takes the weak of us and makes us into the strong in us. He takes the loneliness in our hearts and minds and turns it into the love that changes the world. Because when we can admit, hey, I have a problem, I have a challenge, I have an addiction, that's the hardest thing to do is to admit we have a trial. In fact, it's sometimes even hard to say to God, Here's my problem. Here's my addiction. Here's my trial I'm facing. But the moment we can admit it, the second thing to do is is ask for help. Ask someone, hey, please, I need help. Because the moment we ask for help, a spiritual battle is destroyed. The battle before is you admitting it. But the battle is won. It's like the, the change in the battle is the moment you say, hey, please help me. When you say that to God, you'll see and experience a victory in your heart like never before. When you say, God, help me. Suddenly the battle changes directions. And instead of you losing, you start to feel like you're starting to win. Because when you turn to God and ask for help, He helps us to start to win. We're no longer on the losing side when we got God and we're helping us. So don't lose control of your life but give control of your life to the right person. Don't lose control of your life to the addictions. Don't lose control to the trials and the panic, but give control to Jesus. It's like if you're driving a car and suddenly you go blind and you can't see, you have to give control to the right person in the car. What if the guy in the backseat, he's drunk Don't give him control, right? What if the guy next to you is sober and clear-minded? You give control to him. God is clear-minded about your life. When you have the problem and you can't see clearly, don't just lose control. Give control to God, and he will help you find the miracle you're looking for. The last thing we're going to talk about, about the trials, is life without God is never going to be enough. When you face trials, it only shows you and reminds us that we need help and we need a passion for something. You see, we're, our lives are actually made to be addicted, to be hooked on something. We are all made for this, that we're all made to focus on something. The question is, is what are you focused on? And that is, Is supposed to be God. Our addiction is made to be loving God. In fact, God is the only addiction that we can have that makes us healthy and gives life to others. When you have an addiction for Jesus, it causes you to give life to others. There was a situation where Jesus was preaching, talking to a lot of people, And they were all loving what he said, because when Jesus did miracles, he gave them food, right? He did miracles and they got healed body parts. And they're all like, oh man, Jesus is the bomb. I want to follow Jesus. And so they would all follow him and show up. But I also think Jesus was not the greatest preacher sometimes because he'd have 5,000 people. And then he would say stuff like, now you got to eat my flesh. Now you got (laughs) to, you got to die to yourself to follow me. I mean, Jesus said really tough things and it caused people to walk away because he would really say, hey, if you're not completely addicted and focused on God and on me, you're going to get tripped by the trials. You're going to face the problems and get addicted to the wrong thing. And one time he was preaching and he was saying to people, you've got to be willing to follow me no matter how hard the trial gets. You've got to stay focused on me. And <laughs> thousands of people were leaving. And Jesus looked at his closest friend, Peter, and he said, are you guys going to leave me too? And I love what Peter said to Jesus. Peter thinks about it and he says, where can I go? You have the words of life. There's nowhere we can go to get words of life for our lives, but with Jesus. Let me show you what he's saying. Imagine you have two sources of water. You have Jesus, which is the good water, it's refreshing. When you have the trial of being thirsty, you want the fresh water. Then you have this water, and when we face trials, it brings the salt in our life. And this is actually salt that comes into our life and makes things and changes our lives. And we keep getting more and more trials that come into our life. But the problems that we face give us so much pain, we wanna quickly grab what is ever closest to us. Instead of the words of God, We grab on to the solution of the world, to drugs, to gambling, to alcohol, to eating unhealthy food. It doesn't matter, but we turn to some sort of thing besides God. And when we take those things and we drink it, oh my God, it's horrible. That's really bad. But we want the fresh water. We want the good water. But instead we choose the salty water. Uh, and but we keep we thinking but it's it's water I need more and we keep trying to drink it but if I keep I'm not doing it anymore but if we could if we if we keep drinking this we end up killing ourselves that's what we do when we choose trials instead of God or we choose to follow the world's answers for our trials instead of God <laughs> we get salty water but instead we gotta go a little bit further. Instead of what's easy to us, what everyone else is doing, we gotta go a little bit further. Say, God, I need, I really need the fresh water. Oh, there it is. That's what I needed. I needed, I really, I need to hear God's words. I need the words of life. Because if I drink this, This will just end my life, but this is it. And that's what Peter is saying to Jesus. Where else can I go to get this? Yeah, it's harder to get to. Yeah, it's not so easy. I got to go to this church and learn these things. I got to read the Bible a little bit more. I got to go to a small group and learn. I got to go a little bit further. But that's where you get the words of life. It's not easy in the beginning, but it's eternal life in the long term. What do you want, the miracle, or do you want the addiction to the world? You gotta choose. Let me show you. An addiction to God, it is the only pure addiction for our lives. I saw my first miracle of a deaf girl getting healed in Phnom Penh, Cambodia. I've been praying for years for the deaf to see them get healed asking Jesus, heal this person and not see a miracle. And I remember I was in Phnom Penh, and there's this girl, her name was Paula, and she was deaf her whole life. And I came to her and God told me she's gonna get healed. So I prayed for her the first week, nothing. Came back a month later, nothing. I went back to America and God said to me again, she's gonna get healed, go again. And I went again and I prayed for the third time, with all my friends, and as we were praying, I felt the presence of God happen in my skin and my body. And I I, I looked at Paula in her eyes, and I said, Paula, are you feeling something? I forgot she's deaf, and she just looked at me weird. And she went like this, and in sign language, this means a bomb or a loud noise, I'm not sure, but it meant something's happening. So I looked around and I said to her mom, and I said, what's happening? And she said, I don't know, I think she can hear. And so I, I, I said, let's see if she can, it's true, let's see if it's real, so I turned her around and I, I said, I'm gonna say her name. And if she can hear, if she can hear my, me say her name, tell her to lift up her right hand. And I, so I turned around and I said, Paula and she didn't lift up her hand and I thought oh man she didn't really get healed but then I thought a second and I asked her mom does she know her name has she ever heard her name before and the mom said oh so she signed language to her mom and she goes Paula and Paula goes oh so we turned around and I said her name Paula and she lifted up her hand for the first time she knew what her name was and when I saw this miracle this passion in me woke up to say I want to do whatever I can to see God's kingdom come to this earth. I want to do whatever I can for people to know the miracles of God, the triumph of God, that He cannot just turn my trials into triumph, but other people's trials into triumph. I was addicted to see God change this world. And that is the addiction that I'm talking about, this passion, because this world is never going to be enough without God. Your life is never going to be enough without God. You're only going to get salty water without God. So choose now to take the stand to say, okay, I want to taste and see God is good. I choose to say, I want to taste and see God is good. And everything else tastes like salt. Everything else tastes wrong and ends to death, but I want to know God is good. So let's take the stand together, the stand in our trials and say, I reject all addictions, all the world's answers. I reject them. And I choose to stand for a passion for Jesus. Let's pray this together. Not with your mind, not with your heart, or not with your words, but with your heart. Let's pray this from deep inside you. Whether you're in a trial or you know someone in a trial, this is for you now. I feel God saying it's for you now. Let's pray. Wherever you are, just focus on God. Focus now. Yes. All right, God. I choose to say no to the addiction of the world. Whatever your addiction is, whatever your Whatever you turn to when there's a trial, choose to say no. I choose to say no to this. Whatever trial I'm facing, I choose to say no to turning to the world. No to turning to the world's answers. I choose to say no to the addictions. I renounce everything I turn to. Maybe it's watching too much videos on the internet. Maybe it's pornography. Maybe it's drugs, alcohol gambling, whatever it is, material things, whatever it is, shopping, whatever your addiction is, choose to say no. No more. No to the addictions. No to turning to the world. No more. I take a stand this day to say no more because I want the words of life. I want the words of life. I choose to say, I want your help, God. I'm in my trials. I choose to say, God, I have a problem. I want your help. Think of your trial right now. Maybe it's I don't have enough money. Maybe it's my my wife or my husband wants to leave me. Choose to say, God, I want your help, not the world's. I want your help. I want your help, God. I choose to turn to you i choose to see the triumph the miracle right now i choose to stand i choose to stand
2: Oh,
0: You know, it's so good for this message. And I believe that God is speaking to you something. And I believe that God wants you to confidently stand up to get free from these addictions. If you're feeling that you want to do that, if you're feeling that you want God to have you, whatever you think that you cannot do, whatever you think that you cannot control, today is the right time to bring that to God. Like Pastor A.D. said, confidently bring those addictions to God because God can do that. God can do those miracles. We just need to believe. We just need to find someone that to talk this. We don't need to hide ourselves. We don't need to just, I'm shy.
2: I'm
0: afraid to talk that. Find someone. I encourage everyone if you're feeling that you're stuck on something that you really addicted so much today bravely go to someone whether your family whether your pastor your leader it's okay we need to stand up we need to say no more to the liar because god created you boldly i would like to say thanks so much for this amazing message from pastor eddie and i believe that you guys also received this and i believe that god also speaking to you We'll just have some announcement before we end these online celebrations. If you want to pray for prayer requests, you can do it right now. Comment below or you want to inbox privately to our ICF Community Facebook page. In our church, we have our team who are passionate to pray for you, passionate to help you get over those problems. We also have the opportunity for you guys to be a part of this church by giving your first fruit you can do the offering right now also later maybe pray to God uh, open your heart to do the offering for Isaac Company we have ABA offering you can go to this link or go to to see this picture scan it and I believe that God has something because the more we give the more we can trust God more we want to put our financial in God's hand because if we put to the world, it will be destroyed. But if we store with God, nothing can destroy because God is awesome. Also, every, every Sunday, every weekend, Sunday at 7, we have five time premiere message. In the morning, we have command service at 9, and at 10.30, we have English service. And at 5 p.m. and 8 p.m., we have command service. At 6.30, we have English service. So feel free to choose one of those. If you would love to listen English, to practice English, to follow those schedule, or if you would love to listen all of those premium messages, that would be amazing because I believe the more we listen again and again. The seed will grow stronger because God used those words really powerfully. And at the end, I would love to say thank you so much for your participation today. And we hope and we pray that God speak to you, that God will bless you. And we'll see you guys next Sunday. Have a blessing day.